0: Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. You can also find me on my other podcast, Straight Up Paleo. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness. And they promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. I have been so excited for you guys to hear today's episode with Melissa Ambrosini, I talk a lot about food and nutrition and fitness on this podcast, but that is just, a f- those are just a few aspects of health and wellness and a huge piece of health and wellness and a very important aspect of having a great life is addressing your relationships with yourself and others. And Today in this episode we really dive into that and we also talk a bit about sex which is something that I feel like not enough people in the health and wellness space are talking about. This is a fact of life and for some reason it's taboo and we get a bit into that in the episode as well. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this but before we hop into everything I just have one quick announcement for you this is going to be the last week if you're listening to this live when it comes out July 23rd 2018 this is the last week to sign up for my wellness realness retreat in August August 10th through 12th it's going to be in Austin Texas I am so excited about this I just got the vitamin shot nutrient drip menu back from MSW Lounge, who is providing the shots and drips, and it looks awesome. I designed my very own wellness vitamin shot for this specific retreat, which is really fun. They're also doing fun little elixirs drinks for us, which will be really great, but the whole weekend is going to be so much fun. I have a ton of Workshops planned for you guys about nutrition, health and wellness, fitness, self love, body image. It's gonna be very, very eye opening, I think, for many of you. And of course, we are going to be eating a ton of delicious paleo food, a lot of good meals lined up. And we're also gonna be going to picnic, we're gonna go to On It to work out, we have a yoga class, we have facials, acupuncture going to be an amazing weekend. I cannot wait. And the goodie bags are killer. I have so many incredible brands who are helping to put this on. And it's basically my ultimate wellness weekend. And you get to know some other like-minded individuals along the way. I think we're all going to get really close in just a few days, so I'm really excited. And if you want to learn more or get your ticket, you can go to bit.ly slash crw retreat 2018 That's bit.ly slash crw retreat 2018 And I also took $50 off the price if you want to snag one of the last spots. It's going to be so much fun. So $50 off this week only, and then it's going to be closed. I know a few of you live in the area, so it might just be a fun thing for you to pop on by too if you're in or if you're in Texas in general. I love Austin. It's a lot of fun. So many fun things to do. So it's going to be a blast. So definitely check that out. Again, bit.ly slash CRW retreat 2018. Gonna be an amazing weekend. Great way to close off the summer. And that's kind of my only announcement for you this week. So there we go. And now let's just talk about my incredible guest who I was so excited to have on the show. Melissa is someone who I have been following along with for quite some time. She was somebody who I found through my friend Marissa when I was in college and really into health and wellness. My friend Marissa it was like, have you heard about Melissa Ambrosini? I love her stuff. And so I started following her and I just loved her and her message. And Melissa, if you're not familiar with her, is the best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide, her most recent release. She's also the host of the Melissa Ambrosini Show podcast. She's a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, and a self-love teacher. And she's all about helping women master their inner mean girl, which we're going to get into in this episode, you know, break through all of their self-limiting beliefs, ditch any self-doubt and just start living their dream life, which I am all on board for. She has such a positive message and her work has helped so many, including me. I found her book Mastering Your Mean Girl when I was at a really tough place in my life personally and having a lot of negative self-talk and I read that book many times I listened to it in an audiobook and I read it and it really really helped me break through some negative thought patterns I was having so she had a huge influence on me and my journey and I love her books And her most recent book is called Open Wide, The Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships, and Soulful Sex. And it's all about relationships, you know, with others and yourself. But I love how it talks a lot about intimacy and sex. And this is something that not a lot of people are chatting about. And we get into some taboo topics which I just don't think should be taboo, but she's a really, really amazing woman. She has such a great heart, and I think you guys should definitely check her out, check her work out. I love her podcast as well. Definitely subscribe to that, and you'll find links to everything on her website, melissainbrosini.com. Really beautiful site as well, but she's just amazing. I was so grateful that she wanted to come on the podcast, and we got to have this chat I always am so appreciative when people in other countries are able to make the, the time schedule work. She's in Australia, so it was nighttime when we recorded this for me and morning for her, but it all worked out. I thought it was a great conversation. was so happy to have her on, and I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy this chat, so let's go ahead and just hop right in. Thank you so much for coming on the show, coming on the podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am to chat with you today because, as I mentioned before, you have inspired me so much in this space. So thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I want to start off. Could you just give a brief introduction for yourself or maybe people who aren't familiar with your work yet? Yeah, sure. It's always interesting doing this. It's so funny <laughs> talking know. about
1: talking about yourself. It's um, interesting. Yeah. So my name is Melissa Ambrosini, and I'm Australian. <laughs> um, you can hear my Aussie accent. I'm sure, um, and everything that I do is with the intention to. Help women unlock their full potential and step into their true brilliance. And I do that through writing books, through my podcast, through speaking on stages all over all over the world. Actually, for thousands and thousands of people, I mentor people um, through my social media, through my mentoring programs, through my eBooks, my meditations. So my mission here on earth is to inspire women to unlock their full potential and live their best life.
0: And you certainly do that. You certainly do that. I am curious. Well, I mean, that passion really shows through in all of your work. And where did that start? How did you figure out that this was your purpose?
1: Hmm. So
0: it started
1: in 2010 and, before 2010, I was living a very different life to the life that I live now. There's like, I feel like in my lifetime, I've had two lives <laughs> so far, two, two existences so far in this lifetime. Before 2010, I was actually a professional dancer and I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and I was an actress and TV presenter and I did a little bit of modeling and I was burning the candle at both ends. I was surrounding myself with very toxic relationships, very unhealthy uh, men I was dating, um, as in unhealthy relationships, very toxic relationships that were not serving me. I had absolutely no idea how to nourish my body. I was living off fast food and coffees and Coca-Cola and I was stressed to my eyeballs and literally burning the candle at both ends. I had an eating disorder, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and it was not a fun place to be in, that's for sure. And I ignored all of the warning signs that the universe was trying to give me. You know, it was giving me these little nudges on the shoulder saying, Melissa, you know, this isn't your purpose, this isn't your path, it's time to shifted up and I didn't listen. So the universe gave me a massive wake up call and put me in hospital. Mm. And that was the hardest and darkest point of my life. But I'm so grateful for it because it put me on my true path, which is the path that I'm on now. And If I didn't have that serious wake-up call, maybe I would still be a struggling actress eating junk food, dating men that treated me like a doormat. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful that I've had that wake-up call and I had it at 24. So I'm really grateful that I got it nice and early because it's put me on my true path, which is the path that I'm on now. And I know that this is why I'm here on earth this is my mission. This is what I am meant to do in the world. And I'm just so grateful that I woke up at a young age.
0: Yeah, it's really incredible. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad that it happened at a young age too, because now you can spend all of your long years on earth, like helping everyone instead of wasting time, right? Um, Exactly. So you're, Your book, you have two best-selling books, right? And the first one, Mastering Your Mean Girl. That one is incredible. And that book for me, I remember being in such a dark place and I got the audio version and I went on a long drive and listened to the whole thing and literally drove across my whole state listening to it. Oh, Um, wow. Well done. Yeah. And it really just changed a lot for me about the way I thought about myself and other people as well and could you tell us a little bit about what does that mean mastering your mean girl
1: hmm so your mean girl is that inner critic inside your mind it's that voice that says you're not good enough you're not pretty enough you're not smart enough you'll never meet the guy you'll never get out of debt who do you think you are writing a book No one cares. No one's going to buy it. It's going to be a flop. You may as well give up now.
0: You know the voice I'm talking about? I think we all know that voice, (laughs) unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, is we all have that inner critic, men as well. We all have it. And you can call it your inner critic, your inner mean girl, your inner bad boy. You can call it your ego, fear, your shadow self, whatever you want to call it. I just like inner mean girl because mine's mean. Let's face it. She's pretty mean. Mm -hmm. And I realized that on my journey, I had a very, very loud inner mean girl. And no amount of kale meditation and yoga was going to help me if I didn't learn how to master her. And so that's where it all started. I began on my health journey and I started doing the eating kale and meditating and doing yoga, but I realized my main goal was just still so loud. So I went on this mission to rewire my brain and master her and, the life that I live now is beyond my wildest dreams. I, I didn't know this type of inner peace and contentment and happiness existed because, like I mentioned before, I had really struggled with anxiety and depression and panic attacks and I thought the world was against me. I thought the world was a dark and mean place. I thought God was punishing me. Um, I didn't know why we were here. And so learning how to master my Mean Girl has radically changed my life. And I now live a life beyond my wildest dreams.
0: I think everybody wants to live that life. So what, what steps does someone have to, have to take to start mastering their Mean Girl?
1: Okay, I have a three-step process that we can learn right now that you can take into your day and live every single day. Um, So there's three simple steps, okay? Mm -hmm. The first step is awareness. You have to become aware of what it is that she is telling you because awareness is key to any transformation. You can't – because you can't unknow what you – now know, and you don't know what you don't know. But once you know something, you now know it. Mm -hmm. And so awareness is the first step. So write that down. Number one, awareness. And what we do here is we literally get out a pen and paper and we write down everything our inner mean girl or our inner bad boy is currently saying to us. And we start it with my mean girl is currently telling me that I'm never going to heal from X or my mean girl is currently telling me that I'm never going to meet the guy or my mean girl is currently telling me that I'm never going to get out of debt. And so we literally write down everything that she is telling us. Then that's the first step. So get it out of your head and onto paper And you write down everything. You might have two things. You might have 22 things. doesn't matter. It's just about getting it out of your head and onto paper. That is the first step, awareness. We have to become aware of what it is that she is saying. The second step is we gently close the door on her. So write that down. Gently close the door on her. What I mean by that is what most people do is their inner critic comes knocking on their mental door saying, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You'll never meet the guy. And what most of us do is we invite her in. We let her in. We let that thought hang around like a stinky bad smell and we let it hang around for weeks, if not months, if not years, if not decades. I know some people who have had these limiting beliefs for decades And we have got to, when she comes knocking on our mental door, say, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not interested today. It's like an annoying salesperson that comes knocking on your door, you know, like, Say they want to come and sell you Tupperware and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm so not interested. I'm just I'm just not interested one bit. You wouldn't slam the door in their face and tell them to F off, would you? No, you'd say, I mean, maybe some people would, but I wouldn't. I would say, hey, thank you. But no, thank you. I'm I'm just not interested today. Thank you. Um, Have a beautiful day. And that's what we've got to do when our inner mean girl comes trying to plant these limiting fear-based beliefs in our mind. We say, thank you, but no, thank you. Not interested today. So that's the second step. We gently close the door on her. And then the third step is we choose love instead. So in every moment of every situation, we have one of two choices, love or fear every situation every circumstance love or fear there's not 52 there's only two and when you are choosing to listen to your mean girl you're choosing fear and so we want to slide out of our head and back down into our heart and choose love instead so if your mean girl is telling you um well you better go to the are you you better go to the gym because you overate too many pieces of chocolate brownie yesterday and you're fat and you're not good enough and skinny enough and pretty enough you close the door on that thought and instead you say well, no I'm going to go and move my body with yoga because I love my body so much and I want to nourish my beautiful temple and I want to move it in a way that feels good for my soul mm-hmm. so everything can be reframed from fear to love and that's the three-step process so number 1 awareness number 2 close the door Number three, choose love instead. That is the simple, very easy to digest, three-step mastering your mean goal process. But this is a big but. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's always going to be a breeze Mm -hmm. because if you have these limiting fear-based beliefs that have been circulating your mind for years, decades even, then reframing that could sometimes feel a little bit challenging. But like with anything, the more you do it, the stronger it gets. And I've been mastering my Mean Girl for eight years now, and I'm still doing it. And boy, am I getting better and better at it every single day. It's like going to the gym. You want abs? You got to do sit-ups. You want a tight booty? You got to do squats. (laughs) You want to you want to master your mean girl? You got to practice every single day. And I practice every day. And we have women have between sixty and eighty thousand thoughts a day. So that's potentially sixty to eighty thousand times you've got to practice mastering your mean girl. But I tell you, you practice every single day, and that eighty thousand becomes sixty thousand which then becomes 40,000, which then becomes 30, 20, 10, 5, 1,000. And then you might have a whole day where you only have one mean girl thought. And then you might go a whole day where you have zero. And then that's when you high five yourself and you're like, yes, girlfriend, you're freaking amazing and you have come so far and I'm so proud of you.
0: Yeah. I. That's it. Well, that I love that you frame it that way as something that you continually practice because I mean I think that that does bring it back to a question that people ask will will these thoughts ever go away are they always going to be something that's there that I just have to work on gently closing the door to so do they ever completely go away when
1: they do, you will be levitating out of your body
0: mm-hmm.
1: into the next realm. Mm. So, you may as well get really good at it while you're here on yeah. earth.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. Someone asked me a very interesting question that I think it would be, I would love to hear what you say to this. Is somebody asked me, What is a normal level of self scrutiny? Because she said, well, we all have those days where maybe we don't feel as good about ourselves, but how do I know if I'm just down on myself too much or if it's just a normal amount? And I mean, I know what I said, but I'm very curious what you would say to that.
1: I'm curious to hear what you said to that too, but I'll tell you my answer. There's no normal amount of self scrutiny. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Like there's there's none. Like love doesn't self, you know, harm. Mm Mm-hmm. Love doesn't speak poorly to itself. Mm -hmm. There is no amount of self-harm words or physically that is normal, quote unquote normal, none, none. Mm -hmm. So if you have those thoughts, get mastering. It's like learning how to play the piano. Like if you want to get really good at the piano, if you want to master the piano, you've got to practice every single day. Mm -hmm. And same with mastering your mingle, if you want to get really good at it, you got to practice every
0: single day. Not a day can go by where you don't practice it. Absolutely. And I think, well, in response to that, I was also just telling her, you know, it's not about what's a normal amount of self scrutiny, let's not focus on the voice, but rather, what's the reaction? What is your reaction going to be? Because that's what we should be focusing on, which ties in to what you're saying about mastering her. How do you respond to those thoughts? Are you practicing closing the door or are you just letting them infiltrate your head? You know, Mm -hmm. so I think that this is it's, you know, you lay it out as a three step process and it's. It's right there, right? Like we hear it and we're like, okay, we got to do it. But it's what you said. You just have to keep practicing and practicing because it's not easy at all. But I think this really ties in a lot with your most recent book, Open Wide, which is all about relationships. Um, and I would love to hear from you a bit about what inspired that book.
1: Mm. I just wanted to say one thing before I talk about yeah. Open Wide and the inspiration, Um you know, you said it's not easy. It can be easy, you know, and we've got to be mindful of our dialogue. Mm. We've really got to be mindful because if you tell yourself that mastering your mingle is not easy – it's not going to be easy. But if you're like, this is a piece of cake and I'm, I'm so good at this. Like I am freaking amazing at this. There's an element of fake it till you make it because the universe has ears and it is always listening to what you are saying and it will give you more of what you say. So if you're constantly saying, it's not easy, it's not easy. It's so hard. I can't do it. That's what the universe is going to give you. So I just want everyone listening to be really mindful of that. Mastering your mean girls, piece of cake. It's so easy. I'm so good at it. I am amazing at it. I'm so good at it. You know, these are the things that we want to be saying.
0: That's, no, that's an excellent point. I think maybe just, I don't want to discourage people. Maybe easy is not the correct word, but I think people are hoping, okay, I have been doing this for a few days and I still have a mean girl voice and maybe I guess quick. Necessarily, like how you're saying, you just continually practice.
1: Oh, absolutely. You just continually practice.
0: Yeah, like
1: anything, you know, it's, and I think anyone listening who thinks that they're going to never have another main girl thought for the rest of their life, just get over that. Like, Mm -hmm. cause you will. You, Mm -hmm. you absolutely will. And don't let that be a block from you for you from starting today, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, cause a lot of people are like, Oh no, but, uh, you know, I'm not perfect and I can't, you know, I've still got these mean girl thoughts, so I may as well give up because I'm, I'm not perfect. Well, you know, we're, we've got to just do the work mm-hmm. and you will have lots of mean girl thoughts for the rest of your life, but it's how quickly you master them that
0: matters the most. Yeah, absolutely. So continuing to practice. Right. Every day. Absolutely. Um, And that will eventually help. I mean, this is about your relationship with yourself, right? Which leads into our relationships with others. Mm. Correct? Absolutely. Um, Which ties into, I think, what this whole, this book is really all about, which is really amazing, open wide. Mm
1: -hmm. So tell me a
0: bit about what led you to writing that book.
1: Mm-hmm. So for those that haven't seen it, it's called Open Wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships, and soulful sex. And it's a it's the next progression from Mastering Your Mingo. Mastering Your Mingo is very much focused on self-love and the inner work. And although we cover that in the whole first section of, um, we talk a lot about that in Open Wide because the most important relationship of all is the one you have with your beautiful self. Um, the next progression is looking at our relationships with others and how they are unfolding and, Then, you know, obviously our beloved, our soulmate, our one, whatever you want to call it. So Open Wide was very much something I had to share about what I had learned about love and relationships and intimacy. And it has been so well received because relationships are our biggest game. Mm -hmm. We are in relationship to everyone all the time. And we are born into this world and no one gives us a manual on how to navigate relationships. No one says, this is how to do it. So I wrote a book on on it for women, but also a lot of men have read it and they have said, thank you so much, Melissa, for writing this because I now understand my partner so much deeper. And so men and women can get so much from this book. Um, it really teaches you not only to how to be in a beautiful relationship with yourself, which is the most rela- most important relationship of all, but how to be in relationship with your lover, your friends, your family, and uh, how to get the most out of your relationships because they are our biggest spiritual assignments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our relationships offer us a beautiful playground for growth and evolution if we choose to see them that way. They are there to teach us and uh this is what I talk about in open wide how you can grow and evolve within your relationships so that you can step into your full power and so you can grow and evolve and be the best version of yourself
0: yeah and there's so much useful information in there and i mean i've never read a book quite like this and i really loved how it was very you get very actionable steps which is very helpful But at the beginning, you share a bit about your own personal journey with different relationships. And at the beginning, you mentioned something. You said that you manifested a man and it gave you fake confidence. And that you realized later that you had built a relationship on fear rather than love. And I was curious if you could just sort of unpack that for me. Like, what does that mean, building a relationship off of fear rather than love? Mm, Okay. So... Relationship, this
1: particular relationship that you're referring to was with a man, and I started dating him from a place of fear. What I mean by that is, I dated him not because my heart was like, Yes, it was more because, Well, I don't want to be alone, Mm. I'm too scared to be alone. I feel like there's a void within me, and I feel like I need saving and he loved saving women. So that was how that relationship was built from the get-go. I feel devoid in him and he feels devoid in me, not because our soul said yes. Mm -hmm. How did you realize that? I realized it in hindsight, not – I realized it not at the start of the relationship. I mean, actually – reflecting back, that's, that's not true. My intuition did try and tell me, but I didn't want to listen. Yeah.
0: That's I didn't want to listen.
1: I didn't, I didn't want to hear, I didn't want to hear. And I was just like, no, no, no. And I'd convince myself he's a really nice guy and we're perfect for each other. And it's no, it's really good. It's, it's fine that, um, you know, this has, is unfolding, unfolding, but You know, I did try and just ignore my intuition that was constantly saying, Melissa, this isn't your truth. Mm -hmm. This is not your truth. And I ignored it and I ignored it. And months went by and then I was like, okay, cool. I can't keep lying to myself anymore because that lying to myself was eating away at my soul and causing dis-ease in my body. And I was getting very sick and very unwell. So there was only so much lying to myself that I could handle before I was about to end up in hospital again. And so I made the choice to master my main girl, be brave and leave this relationship. Um, And it was, you know, it was exactly what I needed to do.
0: Can you talk more about how that led to actual disease in your body? Well, any sort of suppressed
1: emotions creates disharmony, dis-ease in the body. And that can manifest as all sorts of different things. It can manifest as aches and pains. It can manifest as different diseases. It can manifest as hives, you know, so many different things. Any sort of illness out there, it can manifest as that. So this is why we cannot suppress Our feelings and emotions. We have to express them. It's not about pushing them down, sweeping them under the carpet. We've got to express every emotion that comes up, every feeling, because emotions are just energy in motion, like a wave. You know, when fear comes rolling in like a wave, it's just a wave, it's got to wash over you. Same with happiness, same with joy, same with sadness, same with grief, same with frustration, they're all just waves of emotions, and we've got to let them just wash over us. You cannot try and stop it. Have you ever tried to stop a wave? Yeah, like it's just <laughs> gonna it's gonna buckle you over. yeah so so you may as well learn to ride it. You may as well learn to surf the waves when they come and go, okay, cool, I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling sadness or I'm feeling grief right now. That's okay. I'm gonna feel it because when you fully feel it and you fully let it express, then it can wash on past you. But if you try and suppress it or hold on to it, it won't be expressed and it's gotta keep coming back until you fully feel it.
0: I'm glad you explained it like that because I think that this is something that many people struggle with toxic relationships, whether that be A relationship with a partner or just with a friend or a family member or someone they work with, I think that it can be difficult for people to let go of those or remove those toxic relationships because maybe they're not really totally understanding what that's doing to their body and their soul and their mind and their health. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's like, for me, I,
1: I can't be fake with people Mm -hmm. anymore. I have done that, but my intent is to be so authentic and honest with my friends, with my family. And sometimes that's confronting for people, but I have to speak my truth. I have to say, Hey, that actually hurt my feelings when you said that. Mm -hmm. And I know it wasn't personal, but it hurt my feelings the way that you said that in that tone or whatever it is. So for me, I am just like so deeply committed to speaking my truth and being authentic now because I had to reprogram that. I watched my mom and all the women in my life sweep all of their emotions under the carpet and suppress every, any feeling that ever arose. So for me, I've had to really rewire that and reprogram that so that I can feel inner peace and contentment within myself
0: Mm, absolutely that really resonates with me as well because I'm similar my I grew up in a family where everyone likes to sweep things under the rug and they don't want to avoid what's going on and I can I growing up you know and even now it's like I can feel that physically fermenting in my body (laughs) you know when we're not bringing things to the surface and it was always hard for me because I've always been someone who's very straightforward and I can't just not say what I'm thinking you know but that would cause you know I would ruffle little feathers when I did that and then I tried to suppress it just to keep the peace but I honestly think that that had a huge impact on my health because I feel like I eventually just combusted because I was trying to keep it all inside, you know, and now it's, I feel the same. I just can't anymore. You know, I don't have time for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not good for
1: our health. It's not good for our soul. You know, we've got to just speak our truth with love though, Mm -hmm. and practice what I call CCC, crystal clear communication. I talk a lot about this in open wide. We must learn the art of CCC. It is my best relationship tool. And it's something that my husband and I practice every single day, every day. I will say to him, honey, you're not practicing crystal clear communication with me right now. And he'll say, you know, you're right. Um, you know, and then he'll reframe it or he'll say to me, babes, you're not practicing crystal clear communication. Whenever there is a breakdown in any relationship, someone has failed to practice crystal clear communication. And it's not about blaming that person or mm-hmm. saying you didn't do this. It's just about awareness coming back to the first step of mastering your mingle. It's about awareness and saying, okay, well, I can see there's a relationship breakdown right now, not a relationship breakdown. I can see there is a breakdown in our relationship right now. And that is because, you know, one of us has failed to practice crystal clear communication. That's okay, but let's let's get back to practicing
0: it because life is so much more effortless when we do. Yeah, absolutely. So what what makes up crystal clear communication? What defines that? So crystal clear communication is...
1: Speaking from your heart, not your head. Uh. And it's about bringing it back to you. So you you sit down and you say, you get into your heart, you make sure you're speaking from your heart and not your head. Your head might sound like, you never clean up and you never help me with this and you never do this and you're always doing that and blame, 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 judge, 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 judge where crystal clear communication might sound like, honey, when you speak to me in that tone, it makes me feel really scared or something like that. So we get out of our head and back into our heart. That is crystal clear communication. And you always start with I feel. So what I feel angry when you say this, or I feel sad when you did this, where speaking from your head is is about you made me do this and blaming and judging the other person. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that does. I think that that also has to do with, you know, being in a relationship with someone who you feel safe enough with to share those feelings with, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to practice CCC with someone who you can't trust fully. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, it's the, the, you've just got to try and, and how it's received is how it's received, but you've got to try. And it may feel scary in the moment and vulnerable, but you've got to try it with everyone. Mm -hmm. And if you are in a relationship with someone that you don't trust, get out.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I kind of want to talk about that a bit. Um, I think that, I mean, everyone, (laughs) not everyone, many people are looking for their soulmate, right? And you talk a bit in the book about calling in your soulmate. How does someone do that? Before I let Melissa answer that very important question, I want to take a moment to talk about this week's podcast sponsor, Four Sigmatic. You guys know how much I adore Four Sigmatic. If you haven't tried Four Sigmatic already, they have an incredible line of different mushroom elixirs, mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, because they're trying to make drinking mushrooms and superfoods more available to the average person because we know that there is an entire kingdom of mushrooms out there that have incredible health benefits that can help benefit your immunity, your energy, longevity, reduce inflammation. This has been studied for centuries and we know this but not everyone knows how to incorporate them into their diet. So this is a really easy, delicious way to do so. And I truly love these different elixirs. They have a whole line of different options from cordyceps to reishi to chaga, lion's mane. And they also have mushroom hot cacao mixes, mushroom coffee mixes that are mixed in with the different mushrooms so coffee mixed with the mushrooms and it can help you eliminate any jitters you might get with coffee so you still get that delicious taste of coffee but you also get the mushrooms like cordyceps chaga lion's mane and that can kind of help balance out that stimulation from the coffee so you're not getting the jitters you don't get that spike of energy and then crash and it's extra delicious and then they also have different mushroom blends. They have a 10 mushroom blend, a beauty superfood blend, a reishi spores blend, so many different blends. The superfood 10 mushroom blend I love. It has a blend of 10 different functional mushrooms so you can get them all at once and it's best to use that one in the morning. It can really help with immune function, so many different options but the one that I have been using most in the past week because I've been, okay, I've been traveling for the past two and a half weeks. I have been in the Bay Area, and what I made sure I brought with me were my reishi packs because I need to drink my reishi elixir every single night. It is so calming and relaxing, so I want to talk a bit about reishi specifically. It is anti-inflammatory, tied to longevity. It. In- improves your immune function, your mental clarity. There are so many different benefits. There have been a bunch of different studies done in Japan, China, the US, and the UK that show reishi can help protect you against a number of different diseases and illnesses. And this includes everything from fatigue to infections, to liver disease, digestive problems, skin disorders, autoimmune disorders, diabetes, different viruses, heart disease, Sleep disorders, and anxiety and depression, which I think it's mostly known for its calming, relaxing effects. Reishi mushrooms can act as immune modulators, so they can help restore your hormonal balance and bring your body back into homeostasis, regulating your immune system. And the immune system is the key to fighting all disease and infections, including cancer. This has anti cancer properties. It's really, really incredible and I just you know want to clearly frame this in the fact that I'm really passionate about finding non-toxic natural remedies for different health issues and that's why I love these mushrooms these functional mushrooms because they're capable of doing so much for our health but they're not medications they have hardly any side effects if any and they're totally non-toxic and a lot of people notice a very quick improvement in their energy levels, their mental clarity, their moods, and then also they're, they're getting a reduction in different pains or digestive issues, infections. So it's a really, really great option for naturally supporting your health and also in a delicious way. Because honestly, I would drink these even if they didn't have all these health benefits because they're just so good. The ratio is my weakness. Not only is it anti-cancer and helps with digestive issues and heart health, but it also helps to improve liver function and detoxification, which is something I am very interested in currently. I think that making sure that the liver is working properly is the key to everything. So if you are interested in trying these different elixirs, any Four Sigmatic products, then you can go ahead and go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and you can use the code CRW and that will give you 15% off. They are so easy to use. I just get a cup of hot water and then pour my reishi mix. I have been using the single serve packets and they also have Full containers as well so the single serve packets are great for traveling or if you're going out you can just mix it in with hot water or you could mix it in with a nut milk or something like that to make it creamier but you know pretty easy pretty easy to do and i also like to use the mushroom blends and smoothies things like that so again if you want to check it out go to foursigmatic.com crw that's f-o-u-r S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash CRW. Use the code CRW for 15% off. And if you try it, love it, let me know what you think. I would love to hear about it. So that's your Reishi lesson for the day. And now we'll get back to Melissa.
1: There's a level of inner awareness that you need to work on. I think before you can call in, you're a beloved. Um, and, and by reading Mastering Your Mingle and Open Wide, then you will definitely have that level of awareness. It's about getting really clear on what it is that you want in your life. And in chapter four in Open Wide, we talk about uh, the chapters called Dive Into Your Ocean, and it's all about understanding your and uncovering your. Core values, beliefs, interests, and hobbies. And when you are super clear on those things for yourself, you are then able to call in someone who is aligned with you on those things. But until you've kind of done that self inquiry, then I wouldn't really go searching for your soulmate. Yeah. I would do that self inquiry first so that you are so clear on what it is that is your truth and what it is that you want in your life. Then you can get clear on the type of union that you want with someone else.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot of people who are trying to skip that step and before they figure themselves out, trying to find someone um, to come into their lives. But What would you say if someone feels like, okay, I've done all of this self-work, I really understand what I want, you know, in my life, in a partner, I understand, you know, my interests, it makes me me, and I still haven't found the right person, what would you say?
1: There's a couple of things that you can do, and I talk a lot about this in the book, you have to remember that that other person doesn't complete you Mm -hmm. and that you are whole and complete just as you are. But, yeah, it's freaking fun (laughs) holding hands with with your beloved through life. Like it's fun, you know. But Nick, my husband, is the cherry on top of my already delicious, gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, keto, paleo, delicious (laughs) chocolate brownie. He is the cherry on top. I'm already amazing and delicious and epic on my own. He's just the cherry on top. I don't need the cherry, but he's pretty colorful. Yeah. And he's epic to hold hands through life with. He's so much fun. Um, He's the embellishment.
0: Absolutely. The spark,
1: you know, he's the sparkles. Um, So I would – Definitely remind yourself that you are whole and complete on your own and that you don't need anyone else to complete you. And then I would act as if that person is already within your life because that feeling that you are craving is already within you. You just haven't tapped into it. So don't go out there searching for someone to give you that feeling. Have, tap into that feeling that is already within you. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it I think it ties back to why so many people unfortunately date jerks. <laughs> you know, instead of tapping into that feeling, tapping into themselves and looking at someone else as, as you say, the cherry on top of the Sunday, they're trying to look for someone to complete them. But you just have to complete yourself first, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you are, someone. you know. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You are whole and complete. And perfect and beautiful and everything, just as you
0: are. You don't
1: need another human being to fill a void in you because there
0: are no voids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I wanted to talk a bit more about sex because this book talks about sex, and not many other books bring it up. And you know, you talk about how we as a culture have shame around sex. And I'm really curious. I would love for you to explain a bit more about where you think that comes from. Oh yeah, I mean it it comes from generations and generations
1: and generations and generations and generations, and generations ago. You know, it's it's it is been passed down and down and down and down. And there is so much taboo, guilt, shame around sex, sexuality, our bodies. And it's got to stop because our bodies are beautiful, miraculous life givers. This is the females mm-hmm. and, and males. They, they are life givers as well. Like our bodies are freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are magic machines. And so there should be no guilt, shame or taboo around our beautiful bodies. Like, I'm so glad that they have just uh, approved the uncensored births on social media. I don't know if you were aware of this, but.
0: No,
1: I wasn't. um, Oh, so like there's been this petitioning for years about censoring births so women were not, you know, allowed to show their vaginas, they weren't allowed to show boobs, like in beautiful birthing situations, like amazing birthing situations. And there's been, you know, lots of people rallying for years and petitioning to get this uncensored birth um, out there and they've now got it, you know, on Instagram especially. They're allowed to show full birthing videos and images and it's so beautiful it is like when I watch them I'm just like wow Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like that is magic forget card tricks forget pulling rabbits out of hats that is freaking magic wow and so I'm so glad that that's kind of coming out now and, you know, more and more women, there's a lot around breastfeeding, you know, oh my God, put your top on, you can't breastfeed in public. I'm like, the body is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. We should be celebrating our beautiful bodies, not hiding them away and saying they're naughty and rude and dirty Which is, you know, how a lot of us grow up, which embeds this taboo and guilt and shame around our body and then our sexuality. Um, So it it comes from its lineage. It Mm -hmm. comes from decades and, and being passed down. But it doesn't really matter where it comes from. What matters is that we make a difference and we start letting go of that taboo and that guilt and that shame and the way that we do that so that we don't pass it on to our daughters and our daughters' daughters and our daughters, daughters' daughters' daughters and so that we can break this long line of lineage, taboo, guilt and shame around our bodies and sexuality is it has to start with us. It has to start with you in your own bathroom looking in your in mirror at yourself that's where it starts. And it begins in our own homes and then with our daughters and then with our daughters' daughters. So it has to start with us. And the way that we break that cycle is by starting with ourselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm So then I think that another interesting thing to bring up in in this context is what about – I think a lot of people have – shame surrounding not only their sex life, but also masturbation. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Again, it's like the body is a beautiful thing.
1: The body is a beautiful thing. It's like, it is so beautiful. And the way that we treat our bodies with love and respect, it's a beautiful thing. And I want to encourage everyone listening to treat your body with the utmost love and care, nourish it. Nourish your mind, body, and your soul and your cells. Mm. Nourish every component of your body and, you know, explore your body if you want to. If that feels true for you in the moment, then go for it. Explore your beautiful body. Don't feel guilty or shameful around your beautiful body that you have been gifted. This is your earth suit for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. You got gifted this earth suit. how awesome's that you and 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 you know for me i got if gifted a really healthy awesome earth suit with four working limbs with two working eyes with two ears with one mouth with one tongue. I got gifted all of that like that's epic because not everybody got that mm hmm But I did, and I'm so grateful, and I want to love and nourish my cells and my soul and my body and my mind, and if I want to explore it, then I'm going to explore it. If that feels true for me, then I'm going to do that, and if that feels true for you, then do it with the most utmost love and care, care and respect for this earth suit that you've been gifted for this lifetime.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because it really just comes from like the way our culture has framed this for us and we kind of just take that on without questioning it ourselves, I think. You know, we take on that shame that society says we should feel instead of really taking a step back and thinking, "Why do I feel shameful around what my body is like?" What, you know, um it's interesting to think about. And I also I also want to talk about like sex with a partner because I think that orgasms for women, I hear a lot, you know, women say, you know, I, a lot of women have never had an orgasm, and they say they can't orgasm. And I, I think it's interesting how for a lot of people, sex is defined as it's over when he orgasms, and a lot of women don't worry about themselves, um. I would love to chat a bit with you about that. For women who, what would you say to a woman who says that she's never had an orgasm? Hmm.
1: I talk a lot in the book about, in the third section about dearmoring, and as women. And men too, but i'm I'm only going to speak from for women because I am one, and so i don't know I don't know what it's like being in a man's body um, in this lifetime. so women store a lot of emotion and past traumas in ourselves, and if we have had a traumatic event a sexual traumatic event then usually the sex chakra may have some blockages that we need to release and let go of and that could potentially be why they're not orgasming and for me that was definitely the case i mean i had always been able to orgasm but not what I experience now. Mm. So I was able to have a very, um, like a clitoral, uh, some people call them surface level orgasms. And I can now experience these deep cervical or womb orgasms that are completely different. They're, you know, completely different experience to what I have had experienced in the past. And that is because I had done a lot of de-armoring in my sacral chakra. I'd done a lot of work around releasing any pain or trauma um, that I had stored in that area. And I teach people how to do that in the book.
0: What, what exactly is de-armoring? So de-armoring
1: is, and you can do this yourself. Um, and you can actually get a practitioner to do it. Um, I have never had a practitioner do it. Um, for me, the idea of it just doesn't sit with me, but I know that there are practitioners that do it. Um, and you, or you could get your partner to do it, but it's basically where you can use your fingers or you can use like a crystal wand. Like a rose quartz crystal wand,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you place it inside you, and you basically work the crystal around. And now this is a proper, um, a proper crystal wand that is designed for this. This okay. is not just like this is not just like any crystal that you pick up off your shelf. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, they're called pleasure wands or um, yoni wands. And you basically place it in and you you go um, to 12 o'clock and you kind of like 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, and you go around and you press lightly, like you place a tiny bit of pressure at each clock, at each um, point, and you can control this. And at certain points... They may feel incredibly sensitive. They may even feel painful. They may feel um, you may cry, you may laugh. Um, But what this helps do is release the blockages, the stored stagnant energy, the trauma, whatever it is in that area. And it's a very powerful exercise Please read up on it first. Get my book and read about it first. Do your research. Um, but it's basically about releasing the stored, stagnant trauma or energy in your sex chakra so that you can open wide to the infinite possibilities that await you.
0: mm. Okay. I need to, uh, I'm very curious about those crystals. (laughs) I'm glad you clarified that it's not just any regular old (laughs) rose quartz on your shelf. So no, it's (laughs) good. Yeah. Look,
1: look up, um, Rosie Reese. Uh She's, she has some beautiful ones. She has some beautiful pleasure ones. Um, or they're called um, yoni ones okay. so have a look, yeah, they're beautiful, like they're rose quartz um, or clear quartz they're really beautiful um, right. and that's and that's another thing, like going back to your question about masturbation, please don't use plastic toys. Mm. please don't use toxic plastic things in that sacred area, you know, if you are going to use something other than your fingers, use something of the highest quality, like a rose quartz crystal wand okay, or something like that. And just make, make sure it's really pure. Like you don't want to be, I mean, everyone listening is already into health and wellness. And if you're eating organic food and meditating and doing yoga, and then, you know, you want to make sure that that sacred delicate area is getting nourishment as well and not some plastic spray painted blue toy
0: yeah definitely that is a big a big one people don't always think about also relates to tampons which is a whole other topic how people need to be careful what they're using um oh yeah but i have one more question about sex because i know i don't want to keep you too long but you know the title of the book is a radically real guide to deep love rocking relationships and soulful sex what what do you consider to be soulful sex what does that Mm. mean so Soulful sex, I feel like there's two
1: types of sex. There's junk food sex, which is no heart-to-heart connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's soulful sex, which is heart-to-heart connection. So that's the difference. And I have definitely had both and I know which one I prefer and I know which one feels better in my cells. Um, so just really be mindful and maybe ask yourself, you know, am I – Making love heart to heart with this other person, or is it head to head? You know, it's got for me, soulful sex is about heart to heart connection with the other person.
0: Yeah. Do you think that people have one soulmate, or do you think people have many? I believe your soulmate or
1: soulmates is whoever you declare it to be. And if in this lifetime you want to give that title to three people, then go for it. That's your choice and you get to do that. Um, but if you want to give that title to one person in this lifetime, then absolutely do that. This is the thing. It's not your soulmate is whoever you say it is. Yeah. And right now in this moment in my life, on this present day, Nick Broadhurst is my soulmate right now in this moment. And I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea. I don't know how long I'm going to be here for. I have no idea. But right now, he is my soulmate. And that's all that matters.
0: I love that. Thank you. I have had so much fun talking to you about this. But I want to wrap up with a few questions that... You like to ask your guests on your podcast, because I love hearing the answers to some of these. So I've always wanted to ask you a few. So can I ask you a few of your own questions right now? Yeah, of course. (laughs) I love this. Okay, we're going to backtrack for a second. First thing, I want to know what you had for breakfast today.
1: I had a green smoothie. Um, Most mornings, I have a liquid breakfast And it's usually a green smoothie and it's never ice cold because my digestion hates ice cold. So it's like a room temperature Mm. and I put in it like avocado and heaps of herbs like mint, coriander, parsley, some lemon, um, some room temperature warm water, maybe some lettuce, some cucumber um, and some vegan protein powder as well sometimes.
0: That sounds delicious. I'm the same. I like my smoothies not very cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in Ayurveda,
1: they say to never have anything too cold or too hot. So I I live by that principle, and my digestion loves me for
0: it. What is your dosha? I am pitta. Okay, I yeah. see. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love that. And wait, what time is it there now that I'm thinking about it? It is 11 a.m. Okay, it's 6 p.m. here. So it's so funny being across the world, but not for long you'll be here in September. So Yes, I can't wait. Okay, my next question. What are three things you're grateful for?
1: Uh, I am so grateful for my husband. He is such a beautiful partner in life and in business and I'm really grateful that I get to share this time with him because he's such a beautiful person. I am grateful for all the people that are working on our home. We are currently renovating our home Mm -hmm. and we have manifested um, the most beautiful team of people that really care and I said, I always said, I I didn't think I would ever be a renovating person. And Nick has renovated two homes before, um, before this, but not when I was with him. And so I'd never renovated a home. And I said, well, I'm only going to renovate a home if we do it with ease and grace, And we have definitely been able to do that so far. So I'm grateful for all of the beautiful people that we've been able to call in to support us on creating this beautiful project. And I'm grateful for you for having me on your podcast. It's been so great to chat to you.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast. This was amazing. Well, coming off of that, because I'm grateful for you, my last question is what can we do? What can I do? What can the listeners do to serve you today? Master your
1: mean girl.
0: Yes,
1: I love Every day, all day today. Just be mindful of it. Be really mindful of it. Master your mean girl. And then when you catch yourself, come and share it with me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So come and tell me on Instagram, you know, a moment today where you've had to master your main girl, come and share it with me because I would love to hear, um, how you did it.
0: I, I think that's amazing. And if they want to do that, why don't you share with everybody where they can get in touch with you and also where they can, you know, find out more about your different books so you can head to
1: com. That's my website and that's got everything there. So my books, my online programs, my meditations, my podcast, everything. Um, I'm super active on Instagram. Come and introduce yourself to me on Instagram. Tell me that you heard this episode and um, yeah, come and introduce yourself and then I've got my podcast, The Melissa Rambrosini Show, so head to your podcast app and click subscribe so you get my weekly episodes. I release an episode every Monday and every Thursday, so come and introduce yourself on Instagram, and yeah, I just love connecting with like-minded people, so come say hi.
0: Yeah, see ya. You guys, you absolutely have to. She has an incredible podcast, so definitely check that out. All right. Well, thank you so much again for chatting. It was such a pleasure. And I can't wait to hear more from you in the future. Thank you so much, beautiful lady. Huge thank you to Melissa for coming on the show and sharing so much of her knowledge and advice with us. I loved having her on and... I really hope that you guys enjoyed that chat. If you liked it, make sure that you let Melissa know. You can find her on her website, melissaambrosini.com. Make sure you check out her books, Open Wide, and Mastering Your Mean Girl. And also head over to her Instagram, leave a comment at melissaambrosini, let her know that you enjoyed this. And if you liked the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes. That would mean so much to me. And if you do so, then you're automatically entered to win a bottle of Casandrinos. That is my running giveaway for this month. Anyone who is on that iTunes review page is automatically entered to win. There will be five winners that I will announce in August when this month's giveaway ends. So go ahead and pop on over there. Let me know what you thought. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.